Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neil. I hope you're all doing good. I told you last week that I would most likely be recording this week's episode in my new room and I am, I can't believe it. I'm sat here in my new room with my nice new yellow bedding, which I'm fully obsessed with. Way to brighten up your morning every morning is buy yourself some yellow bed sheets that you just wake up happy to. I knew I wanted yellow bed sheets because my sister has yellow bed sheets in her spare room. So anytime I go and stay with her in London and I sleep in her spare room, every time I wake up, I'm like, wow, this is just glorious. There's just something about it. And I just knew from then that I was going to get yellow bedding. I did actually link them on Instagram and I've saved it to my little home highlight if you are on the market for a new set of sheets. Also, if you don't want yellow ones, they're actually just really nice quality bed sheets if you just want any new bed sheets and they come in like a hundred different colors because it's just these Amazon ones and they just have so many colors. But it's really annoying because the photos of the colors are just like photoshopped ones where they've just like drop the colour onto the picture if that makes sense instead of actually taking a photo of the sheet so it's really really difficult to tell from the photos what the colours look like which is annoying but I actually saw them on a girl's TikTok who I follow and then I asked her where she got hers so I kind of saw them from the real photos as opposed to the photoshop ones that just look really fake but yeah that's me pretty much all moved in as of kind of last night I moved the majority of the rest of my stuff. Although I do need to go back for little bits and bobs, you know, just that I've forgotten along the way. But I have been sleeping here for nearly a week now. I've literally just got the same, like I dismantled my bed that was in my family house's room and then reset it up in this house and like brought my mattress and everything with me. So it's the exact same bed and mattress because I was obsessed with that mattress and still I'm obsessed with that mattress. I literally, <laughs> remember I spoke about that mattress for I'm not joking about five minutes on another episode. Yeah, it's my Sealy mattress, which is my ride or die and has changed the sleeping game for me. Although I will say <laughs> this week, why have I been the sleepiest person in the whole of Ireland, in the whole of the UK and Ireland? I don't know what is wrong with me. I've been sleeping like nine, ten hours every single night. And look, I'm a big believer in when your body needs something, your body will do that thing. So obviously for some reason I need this rest, but it's actually very frustrating. (laughs) Like I've got shit to do. I need to get I need to get back in the swing of my routines. Because that's a whole other thing. I was saying last week about how I was so out of whack because I wasn't doing my normal morning or evening routines just because of like all the house shit going on and this week I wasn't able to get back into them either just because I've been like back and forth so much moving and just like doing things in the house. So next week I'm finally going to get to grips with it but I do just think December is that like it's not a write-off month but it is just one of those months that it is hard to maintain your normal routines and you know throw moving house into that there's no way that's happening so I'm not like angry at myself or anything I've I've very much accepted it like I'm not sitting there self-loathing because I haven't got up early enough to go to the gym or anything I just am like right I needed this rest and next week is a new week and I will get back into it then I think you just forget how many like little things go into making a house a home 
if you know what I mean because like yeah obviously I've got the essentials like I can sleep I've got my bed I've got my duvet I've got a functioning kitchen and bathroom like ultimately that's all I need to live but like in terms of making it a home there's like so many little things that come with that and you just have a constant never-ending list that you're always adding to because each day you're like oh shit I didn't get that or I forgot to add that to my list or there'll be another thing that you go to do and then realize that you don't have that like little things that you really take for granted in your family home because they're just there and you've never thought twice about the fact that you would have to go out and get that if that makes sense so like every day I'm just like always adding to this list so like one day I'll go to the range and I'll do a big shop there and I'll not maybe come back with absolutely everything I needed because maybe I didn't like some of the things or they didn't have some of the stuff that I wanted so then I have to go the next day to home base and then I have to go the next day to Ikea and it's just like you're always I don't know trying to get on top of things but I'll get there I honestly feel like after this weekend I'll be pretty much sorted because I'm still waiting on lots of deliveries I still don't have any bathroom storage and just all my toiletries are just kind of like all over the place still some of my clothes are in boxes like it is a little bit of a shambles but it's kind of like an organized shambles so it's really not that bad when I spoke to you last week I think I was in the middle of attempting my first DIY project I was trying to restore this old coffee table that had been left by the previous owners and it was just a really big heavy like good quality wood coffee table but it hadn't been varnished or oiled or anything to like protect the wood so it was quite damaged like it had a lot of watermarks a lot of kind of like black marks on it which I assume were just kind of old watermarks and water damage and stuff so I thought you know what, this is going to be my first DIY project. I'm going to get a sander. I'm going to get some wood stain. I'm going to varnish it. It's going to be stunning. I'm going to be so proud of it. Like I'm starting off easy. It's a very flat surface. No grooves, no handles I need to take off and screw back on, you know? A very straightforward project, you may think. So anyway, I find a sander from my parents' garage, which they happen to have I don't know who keeps sanders in their garage apparently my parents just have everything in their garage actually so who knows what else you would find in there because I pretty much managed to furnish a full house using (laughs) furniture in their garage and their attic but you know why that well I was gonna say you know why that is and then give a reason but ultimately it's because they're hoarders but (laughs) I think it's it's really because when I was about 10 years old my parents renovated our family home we moved out for about nine months to a year I think it was only originally meant to be about six months but ended up being around the kind of nine to twelve month mark anyway once we moved back into then our house because it was completely renovated they obviously wanted to get some new furniture instead of like keeping the old ones but I think they still wanted to hang on to some of the old furniture pieces because it wasn't that they didn't like them or that you know they'd broken or anything like it was all good quality furniture so they were a bit like oh I don't really want to just give it away or or get rid of it because someone might need this in the future so they kept it all and luckily for me I've been able to use a load of it so anyway where was I going oh yes (laughs) as a result of that renovation my parents just seemed to have anything and everything in their garage like You go in there and you never know what you're going to come out with. So I go in there and find a sander, bring it to mine to sand the table, which by the way, I was so naive to what the sanding process involved. Or not that, well, basically I just went into it pretty unprepared. Like I knew what I was doing. 
But I just, well, for example, like I didn't bring a face mask. And then for the rest of the evening, like I was just tasting wood chips in my mouth. And like my snot was dark brown from it being in my nose. It was awful. In what world did I think you could stand something without wearing a face mask? Especially inside. That's another thing. I decided to do it inside after getting the walls freshly painted. So I just got dust everywhere and then I had to go run dusting the whole room. So yeah, very, very amateur of me. But you learn from these things. Luckily, I didn't, you know, fuck anything up in the process. Well, I did actually. I fucked up the coffee table. That's where the story is going. So I stand the coffee table. Then I stain the coffee table. You know, you would think if you're going to stain something a colour, test it out on a little patch. See if you like the colour. If you don't, stop right there. Sand that little bit down, get a new colour. That thought did not go through my brain. I started painting it on. I thought, "Mm, this is darker than I wanted. But maybe it'll lighten up and just carried on. And just thought, I'll wait and see. Maybe it'll like sink into the wood and get lighter. No, obviously it didn't. Well, it it did a little bit from when I like first applied it, but not to the point that I wanted it to. Basically, I ended up with this like mahogany coffee table that was not what I was going for. I was going for like a light oak kind of (laughs) vibe. So I was raging with myself and I was like, right, it's fine. It's not that big a deal. Like, I know I spent a lot of time on this, but it's an easy fix. Like, all I have to do is sand it down and restain it. So when my parents came and my boyfriend at the weekend there, when they were over at the house and we were, we'd rented a van for the weekend and we were moving furniture in and out of the place. Well, not out of the place, just into it. It was a really, really heavy piece of furniture and I wouldn't have been able to lift it outside myself. In fact, me and one other person couldn't lift it. We had to do all four of us, like one at each corner. So I was like, I'm going to make use of the fact that they're here and get them to bring this outside with me now so that on Monday I can re-sand this and start this project over again. So we lifted outside to the front garden and leave it there and then just like carry on with our day with moving everything in from the van And on the same day, there was a guy that was over clearing out the garden and basically just taking all the stuff from the garden, putting it in the back of a van and bringing it to the dump because he had to get rid of so much shit that he needed like a full van to fill. Otherwise I could have, like it wasn't just a case of sweeping leaves, you know what I mean? I can sweep leaves myself. It was like, there was a lot more to it. He had to cut down like a big old oil tank that had been fenced around it and stuff. So He was in the middle of that and then thought that we had, because in the process of like doing other things, we were also leaving out rubbish that he was putting into the back of his van. So he thought that when I put the coffee table in the front garden, even though it wasn't in the bit where I was setting the rubbish, he thought, he obviously assumed that it was to be taken to the dump as well. So while I wasn't there, he took a sledgehammer to it and cracked it open and put it in the back of his van and brought it to the dump. So that's that project gone done dust (laughs) do you know what I'm not even that mad about it I had to laugh to be honest and also I had just got a new rug and the coffee table was so big that it was kind of like taking over the whole rug so I'd kind of come to the conclusion that I didn't even want to keep the coffee table in the living room because I liked my new rug too much to do that to it so I'd decided I was gonna varnish over it and bring it out the back garden and use it as like a little bench and put maybe like waterproof cushions on it and have like a little outdoor bench but that doesn't matter now it's gone isn't it so (laughs) yeah I don't know how much more DIY you girl will be doing if I'm being fully honest I had every intention of doing a good few furniture flips but the idea of it is really nice but then the actual doing of the thing first of all it takes up so much time like you literally need to dedicate 
days on days to these projects, which, you know, if you have the time to do, amazing. But coming up to Christmas, not ideal. Maybe in the new year. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place, like completely haywire. And I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up, I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiralling about them, I'm not talking about it, I'm just sitting there overthinking them, letting them stress me out even more and as a result I'm irritable, I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at. I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know I'm not alone in this. I know this is something that so many of us face. We feel like we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things. Or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out and that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk, it was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like hey I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member it just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around and I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away and then not only that but you talk it through you rationalize it you learn you know different better ways you can cope with these stressors also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are going to be preventative for these stressors in the first place therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself and I mean who doesn't want that if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Oh, I'll tell you what I really want to do a furniture flip on, actually. Just because I literally don't know what else I could use. But do you know those Alex stores from Ikea that everyone used to be obsessed with? Like the white ones that everyone got for their makeup. They're quite tall. They're kind of like, I assume they were intended from Ikea to be used in like office spaces kind of things. But everyone jumped on it and used them for makeup. And basically, I have one of them in my family home and I love it for storing my makeup. I think it's perfect. The drawer sizes are literally perfect. It's got your slimmer ones on top and then it's got your kind of bigger ones at the bottom for like stacking your palettes and your lashes and everything like that. And I literally can't imagine what else I would store my makeup in 
However, I think they are horrific looking. It looks actually completely fine in my bedroom back home because I've got other white furniture to match it. However, if I stuck that white piece of furniture in with like all the kind of like oak and pine furniture I have at the minute, it would look very, very out of place. So I'm thinking I could maybe do something to that. But I don't know if you can paint over them because they're very shiny. They've got like a layer of something over them. Maybe I'd have to sand down the whole thing actually. Which to be fair, although would be quite a big job, I don't think it would be that difficult because it is all flat surfaces. But yeah, that's one thing I really don't have at the minute in this house is a makeup setup, which as someone who <laughs> like films a lot of makeup content, it's not really that ideal, but I'm really struggling to envision what I want. Like I don't want one of those big chunky dressers with like a big mirror in front of it that's going to block all the light from the window. But then I don't, I don't know. I'm really struggling to imagine. Like, if any of you have tips of kind of good makeup setups or any inspo or you think yours at home is good, please send it my way. Because currently the only thing I'm that's like coming to mind for me is just like quite a thin, almost like fold-out table. Like a wide, thin one, if that makes sense. That kind of sits at the window with a thing of Alex drawers beside it. That's literally all I can think of. Or maybe I could get drawers under that. I don't know. Please, if you have any tips, tell me. Oh, on other news, I moved my cat in with me this week. So, right, let me tell you a little bit about my week. So, Monday night, my brother and his girlfriend, Beth, who is literally like a second sister to me, they went on to Dublin on Monday night to then fly to Australia. Well, they're actually going to Singapore for a couple of days first and then they're going to Australia for the year. So Monday was an emotional one. We had a leaving party for him two weekends ago and did we do anything? No, we didn't do anything for him this weekend because he was doing stuff with friends this weekend. We did have like a Sunday lunch and then obviously like dinners and stuff at home just with us. But yeah, they left on Monday night, which... Oh my god, everyone was just like sobbing. Which is so weird because I actually don't get emotional about that kind of stuff until it's happening. Like on the lead up to him going or to them going, I wasn't emotional about it at all. I was like so excited for them and just kind of thought that, you know, when it came to times like Christmas and family dinners and things like that where you'd really feel their presence missing, then I would feel emotional about it. But I didn't think the actual like saying goodbye to them. Well, maybe I I don't know. But anyway, in the lead up to it, it wasn't like an emotional thing. You know, it was all very, ah, oh, you're going to Australia. It's so exciting. And like the party we had for him, there was it wasn't emotional at all. It was really fun. But then when they're actually leaving to get in the car to go to Dublin, oh my God, the waterworks. So anyway, that night then I decided I'm bringing Tigger to my new house. This is the day I've decided. This is what's happening. I need her to focus on to cheer me up. (laughs) Now I have thought long and hard about this, about whether this is the right thing to do to bring Tigger to my new house because obviously with situations like this, like with animals, you do ultimately need to think about, I mean I think the same goes with kids and stuff as well but obviously I don't have that to relate to but with animals you need to think about what's best for them and Tigger is I don't know exactly how old she is I'm gonna guess she's around 10 years old cats can live till they're like 20 so like in cat terms she's not really really old but she is like an old cat she's also like well we don't know but we think she's a little bit blind 
not fully because she can definitely still see but she definitely responds a lot more to sounds and things you can kind of tell she's doesn't have her full vision sometimes like I'd need to help her up onto the surface to get her like because we would always feed her up on the utility tabletops so that the dogs couldn't get at it which sounds really gross but we don't like cook or anything in the utility room so it's actually fine so yeah I obviously had to take into account the fact that she's getting older moving into a new home maybe like a bit much for her not knowing her surroundings like would she be okay on a new street also where I live is like quite a busy road and it's also on a bus route so the bus literally comes past the front of my house which obviously she's not used to like she's used to being on a very quiet residential street so it was something I had to really think long and hard about and decide based on like what I thought was best for Tigger but you also have to bear in mind is that I am Tigger's like favorite person in the house I'm the one that feeds her I'm the one that strokes her I'm the one whose bed she sleeps on every night like she's also obsessed with my boyfriend like to a whole other level it's ridiculous the second he walks into the house she is all over him like a rash she wants to lie on his chest she wants to cuddle up to his knees on the sofa like it's ridiculous I've never seen her be so clingy with anyone but him and not that my parents don't like her well actually my dad's not a big cat fan like he would never really give Tigger much love and that's not that he doesn't actively hate her you know what I mean he doesn't do anything that's like mean to her <laughs> but he he wouldn't he's not a cat lover like he's not the one that wants her to snuggle up to him and that he's not the one that like wants to feed her and stuff not that he wouldn't feed her but do you know what I mean he's just not a cat man also with having two dogs in my family home it has meant that generally Tigger kind of lives upstairs in the bedrooms well in my bedroom mostly but also kind of in some the other ones sometimes too if she gets let into them and then she'd just come downstairs to get fed but like the dogs very much know she's in charge like if the dogs come too close to her we shot at the dogs we don't shot at her you know so they kind of know she's in charge but also they do try and live quite separately so the dogs are downstairs the cat's upstairs she comes down the odd time to get fed, to get water, to sometimes lie on the heated tiles. And also when she wants out and stuff, she'll come down and meow at the door. So like all factors taken into account, I thought, you know what? If I'm her favorite person and she's going to live dog free and have free reign of a full house, I think that's the best thing for her. Like, yeah, it might take a bit of time to get used to, but I do genuinely think this is the best thing for her. Sorry, I'm going on a full spiel here about my cat, but this is just what my week has consisted of. So anyway, I bring her and she's obviously like a little bit out of sorts, like doesn't know where she is, scoping the place out, like sniffing around everywhere. But then she was like hiding in, basically I have a mattress sat up against the wall because I I need to clean it and then I need to bring it up to one of the bedrooms. So it's still just sat against the wall and it's over a radiator. So it's kind of made this little crevice which obviously gets very warm because there's a radiator in there she kept crawling into it and just like staying there for ages and not coming out and she would come out and eat her food and get some water and maybe have a little peek out the window and that would be it and that was like on the first night and I was like oh my god have I made the wrong decision like maybe this is the worst thing ever maybe she's too old to make a move like this but gradually more and more she's been getting more used to it she's been coming out she's been actually really loving it like I've seen her be a lot more playful and I think it's because she feels like more 
free because she knows the dogs aren't there. And I put up on my Instagram story asking for tips of like what to do when you do move a cat to a new place. I wanted just like some ideas of how to make them feel more comfortable and like at home and like things I can do to make them feel that way. And I've been giving her so much love and attention to make her feel comfortable, but I wanted to know if there was like anything else I could do. So people said to bring things they would recognize, such as like old blankets and stuff that she would have liked in your old home. So she's got like the smells and everything. A lot of vets replied saying that you can actually get these cat diffusers that let off these like cat pheromones that make them feel at ease and they don't smell like anything to humans but they're so good for the cats apparently. I haven't actually got that yet because she's actually been so fine I haven't had to get that after the first one or two days she was grand. And then loads of people were also saying that you actually shouldn't let them out in your new place for a while until they really like know that that's their home and know that they should come back to there because otherwise you risk them potentially kind of forgetting where they are and then actually just trying to get back to their old house. So loads of people said that and to get them a litter tray so that there's no pressure for them to go out and that if they do need the toilet, they don't have to go out and they can just do it in the litter tray, which obviously, you know, it's a bit annoying when you've got a cat that's been toilet trained for more than 10 years and now all of a sudden you're having to get a litter tray again (laughs) but it's actually been the best thing ever because it just takes off the pressure and I don't need to worry about her and she has gone outside a couple of times but it's been very just like you know she's gone outside walked around the garden a little bit I've called her name and she's come back in it's been no more than for two minutes type of thing but I think that's a really good way to get her used to and to get her familiar with her surroundings so I'm very pleased that I made the decision to bring her here. I feel like the ultimate cat mom now. Although I was like a cat mom, obviously, in my family house, it feels a lot different when it's just like you and the cat. Do you know what I mean? I'm like fully living my cat mom fantasy and I love it. (laughs) And I really think she's loving it now too, which is good. And like Tigger brings me a lot of comfort and calmness and just like, I don't know, I feel like she brings so much to my life. And if you are a cat owner, you'll know what I mean by that. Like cats do just bring so much kind of contentment and calmness to your life. And it's so nice now that I get to experience that not only in my bedroom at night, because that's usually just like where I'd see her at night, but actually throughout the whole day in the kitchen, in the living room, in the be- in my bedroom. And I love that she's getting to just like have free reign of the house too. And seeing her just like lie on the sofa and not be afraid about dogs coming along. (laughs) It's so cute. Guys, I was actually supposed to have a proper podcast topic this week. I was going to talk about therapy dupes, but I think I'm actually going to keep this one as a little life update because I feel like I haven't done one of those in a while and I have a lot to catch you up on. So I'm just going to carry on with the little life update and we'll save therapy dupes for next week. One thing I'm absolutely loving, again is the fact that I now live walking distance from a gym. Now, I lived walking distance from a gym when I was in Leeds. It was honestly the best thing for me. I don't know if I really realised it at the... No, I think I... Oh, no, that's a lie. I did realise it at the time. I knew that shit kept me together. (laughs) There's something about waking up and having to just get up and get out to get yourself to the gym and, like, get out in the fresh air whether it's raining, if it's blue skies and sunny and like wrapping up, going with your coffee or or with your big tumbler of greens juice and walking to the gym and then doing the same on the way home, like with a podcast in your ears. It's honestly completely unmatched. Like it really starts your day off 
on the best foot possible. I find myself coming home in the best mood ever. And look, it's not that much different from, say, like driving or getting the bus to the gym, but it does add an element that kind of levels it up. And so I reckon, you know, if you can, it would be a really good idea. Let's say you are a gym girly and you do go maybe three times a week, whether that be morning or evening. If you can, if your gym isn't walking, if your gym is walking distance, try walking a couple of the days if you've got enough time to do so. But if your gym isn't walking distance and say you drive there or you get public transport, try like getting off a stop early so that you have to walk a little bit there. Or I know it's not really that feasible if you're driving because you nine times out of 10, you need to be able to park at the gym. Otherwise, you're just kind of, you're going to have to pay for parking elsewhere. So maybe the best way to do that would be to just park at the gym and then go for a wee 10 minute walk and then start your gym session. Like use your outside walk as your warm up walk that you would normally just do on the treadmill to warm up. Do that, but do it outside. It works wonders. I think just like, I don't know, just exposing yourself to the fresh air like first thing in the morning. And I'm so happy that that's going to become like a kind of a part of my normal routine again. Or maybe if you go like really early where it's still dark when you first go, but maybe it's starting to brighten up as you're leaving. See if the little 10 minute outside walk for after and it's really nice when the sun's coming up and everything. And if you're lucky, you'll catch a really beautiful sky. There's something about the winter skies like the winter sunrises and sunsets that just hit different now I know a lot of the days are just gray and gloomy for example today while I'm recording this it honestly looks like you know those days where it just looks like it's 4 p.m the whole day (laughs) like it just looks like it's that time in the evening but the whole day like there's no proper light that ever actually gets in to your room we experience that a lot in the UK and Ireland throughout winter and that's why it's so nice when you do have nice skies the nice winter skies coming through to be able to be outside and experience them. One thing I still haven't got round to doing since moving now bear in mind I've nearly been here a week and I still haven't managed to do a food shop. I couldn't even tell you what I've been eating like obviously I've got cupboard stuff so I've been able to just like make my oats in the morning and I usually just make them with frozen berries anyway so I've got my frozen stuff and like my oats and shit. How have I got no way of not doing a food shop? Uh, My insides are screaming for a vegetable right now. They are literally screaming at me for a vegetable. I stopped at the garage on the way home yesterday and got a broccoli so I could (laughs) so I could throw some broccoli into my meatball pasta that was made with my frozen meatballs and my pasta obviously like that's a cupboard I've got cupboard stuff do you know what I mean but like you open my fridge it is bleak there's nothing in there there's a bottle of soy milk that's it oh and now half a broccoli and an onion and I keep being like I'm gonna do a food shop I'm gonna do a food shop tonight like no tonight's tonight I'm gonna do it wait no I'll get up tomorrow morning and do it I don't have time to do it tonight and that just keeps happening to me day on day (laughs) and you know what I know I'm not gonna do it today because I have to go film for a brand tonight in town So I bet I'll just end up buying dinner in town and then tomorrow I'm actually going to Dublin for the day. So the food shop's not getting done till the weekend. Yeah, as I said, I'm going to Dublin tomorrow. It's actually just for the day. We're getting an early, well, it's not that early actually. I think we're getting like a half nine bus, which gets us in for, it's so annoying how long the bus takes. Also, sorry, the train system in Ireland is diabolical. What is with that? I'm sorry, 
they need to up their game. Why can you only get a train between the two capital cities of Ireland every like one every three hours and the last one is at like nine o'clock? What is that about? So anyway, we're getting the bus because it's a lot more frequent. The only thing is with the bus is that it does take longer. I think it's two and a half hours. I think we'll get in for around 12, half 12. And I think our bus back is booked for like 10 p.m., I want to say. So literally just like an afternoon slash evening in Dublin. I would have loved to be doing a full weekend, especially since I put up on my story asking for Dublin recommendations and I got so many amazing recommendations. Like I looked at every single thing that everyone recommended. I creeped all the Instagrams of all the restaurants and all the cafes and all the bars and now I'm like, fuck, I wish I was going for a full weekend because God could I make a full weekend out of this and eat my way around Dublin. But I just don't have the time at the minute with everything going on, unfortunately. So I'm hoping maybe come January time, it would be nice to go back. But I just really want a little like Christmas trip because I love like a London Christmas trip and like, you know, doing a bit of Christmas shopping, going to a show, seeing all the nice Christmas lights. And I just thought, I'm not going to get over to London, so at least let's go to Dublin for the day. It's always nice to go to like a different city's Christmas markets and see all their Christmas lights and how the pubs are decorated and yeah, I don't know. I just think it's such a nice experience going to another city at Christmas, even if it is literally for, what, nine hours. I actually haven't been to Dublin in so long. The last time I went was about... I want to say three years ago I went for one night but I went and stayed it was kind of like right after COVID when there was still restrictions in place but you were allowed to go out it was like you know when you had to be sat down at a table or something I I really can't remember there was that many different like eras of restrictions but you were allowed to go out basically but it was only till a certain time like no clubs just bars and you had to be sat down And I went to see my two friends that are from Dublin and I stayed with them for the night. But I literally like got down, we had drinks at their house, went straight just to the place that we were going that night, like literally got a taxi, got out, then got a taxi from their home. So I really didn't like, although I did go then, I very much just went to Dublin to go to one bar. I wasn't like in Dublin city centre, like going to different pubs and shopping and, you know, doing anything touristy like that. So I actually don't really count that, which means I actually haven't been in, honestly, about 10 years, I want to say. Like, I've never been to Dublin and done Dublin as a city brick, if that makes sense. I've done it and, like, gone to see family friends and gone to stay with people and, like, gone out in their kind of, like, local areas. I've never gone and, like, stayed in Dublin and done, like, Dublin touristy things and gone to the Guinness factory and, like, wandered around the city centre do you know what I mean I've never had that experience which is wild because it's literally two hours down the road for me so anyway yeah I'm really really excited for that and also I know it will like spur me on to definitely then get like a full weekend booked in January so yeah thank you for all your Dublin recommendations I created a big list of them all separated it into sections cafes restaurants bars shopping things to do I actually did post it on my Instagram story so if you want me to save it as a highlight I can do because I know Dublin's a really popular tourist destination for I was gonna say everyone in Ireland everyone around Ireland but I feel like just for everyone around the world actually 
Oh my god, I went to the Christmas markets for the first time last weekend and it was so cute. I just love the Christmas markets. And you know what? For the size of Belfast, like for the size that Belfast is as a city, our Christmas markets are very good. And you don't really realize that until you go to other cities' Christmas markets. Like we are very lucky with our Christmas markets and how it's all just like in the one place as well. We went and got some food, we got some mulled wine. We didn't bother queuing to get into like the big beer tents because fuck queuing in the cold basically. And also once you get in there, it's so loud and rowdy. Like I'd rather just get my nice little mulled wine by the food bit and then just go to another bar that's nicely decorated for Christmas. I've not been to a huge amount of other Christmas markets. I've been to Liverpool's, I've been to Glasgow. Glasgow's is really good. Where else? God, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Glasgow's was pretty on par with Belfast, to be fair. They're both really good. But it's like one of my dreams to go to, you know, for example, the likes of Denmark or something, their Christmas markets. I feel like that would be so incredible. Or like somewhere really Christmassy in Germany with like really amazing European Christmas markets. That is the dream. Some year I will go and do that. Speaking of Christmas and all the festivities, it's always really important to remember that there are so many people not as fortunate and so many families that find this time of year incredibly difficult and especially this year with the cost of living crisis adding to that pressure I'm pretty sure the amount of people that are using food banks is like at an all-time high so just when you're next doing your food shop obviously if you have the means to to even just like throw in some non-perishable foods like Maybe if you can only afford to get an extra five or ten pounds worth of foods, like literally every donation makes a difference. Or if you even wanted to, you could just like match your full shop and do like a whole second one for someone else. I'm just saying like if you have the means to, I think it's always nice at this time of year to always remember that not everyone is able to just go out and do like that big food shop that you were just able to do. There's an organization called Trussell Trust, which like runs all the food banks. And basically you can go onto their website. I'll actually leave the link to Trussell Trust in my bio. You can go onto their website and you can see what kind of things they like to be donated. And you can also put in your postcode and see what your local food bank is particularly in need of. Also, if you live in Northern Ireland, I know that, for example, Coal FM do their Mission Christmas every year where they accept present donations for kids in less fortunate positions. I'm not really sure about like the rest of Ireland and the UK what there is in regards to that like if there's any kind of equivalent things I'm sure there are. If you're from elsewhere in Ireland or the UK if you want to even drop me a little Instagram DM letting me know of of those things or those places those drop-off points or the organizations then I could share them on my Instagram. Yeah I do know that in Northern, if you're from Northern Ireland, Cool FM have their do their mission Christmas thing where they accept present donations and basically you just like you go out and get whatever and then wrap it and just kind of like label it as like what type of person it would be for. So let's say girl aged zero to three, or maybe like boy aged five to eight. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if those are the right age brackets. They have different categories, but. Um, that's just an example of like how it would work so you bring it already wrapped and then it kind of goes into that category and look don't be thinking like you need to go out and get like big extravagant like 50 pound presents or anything like that you know if you happen to be doing a shop in Tesco and you see a nice little gift set with like a shampoo conditioner and body lotion or something like that literally it's like the same case as the food bank donations where every little donation matters and like there's no such thing as too small of a donation I do know that those Christmas 
present drop-offs they always seem to be every year short on older boys presents because I think people find it really easy to pick up for kids like little soft toys and little like go to the toy shop and get little like cars and things like that it's like it's very very easy to buy for little kids and it's also very easy to buy for older girls you know with like toiletries and face masks and makeup and I don't know hair accessories and things like that Whereas I think people generally kind of forget about older boys and what they can get them. So I actually know if you go onto their website, they have like ideas for all the different age categories. But yeah, I will leave links to both the Trust the Trust website and to the Mission Christmas website. And if you guys have any, as I said, like equivalents of where you live to those types of things, let me know and I can add the links to them as well and in the podcast description and on my Instagram. And I also do know that for both of those things, if you don't have the time or whatever to go out and like get these things you also can just donate money if that's more something you want to do okay guys i'm gonna wrap it up there for this episode i can't believe this ended up being this long for a life update (laughs) i will be back to you next week with a therapy dupes episode i'm really excited to talk all about that and share mine and your therapy dupes If you guys enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to give me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Swipe up on Spotify and you can leave a little comment. It'll say, what did you think of this episode? As always, thank you all so much for your continued love and support. It means the absolute world to me. I love you all and I'll speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.